0: Hey everybody, and welcome back to the RSM podcast. Uh, my name is Scott. I'm joined uh, by uh, the lovely Michael. Stuckey. Michael Stuckey, That's right. That's right. I, I, no, I say your name because I, I. appreciate that. I present you correctly. Yeah. But today on today's episode, we have a special treat for you. Um, we sat down, uh, myself and Brittany Spain. Uh, Sat down uh, with Leanna Todd. Leanna is a senior at Spain Park High School, which you'll hear. And she just kind of talks with us about some. uh, She's a really fascinating person, and we think that that you guys are really going to enjoy hearing from her as we kind of continue to sort of get through this thing together and uh and st- have a lot of time at home And That's right. so uh please listen to this podcast and listen uh to leanna's interview i'm uh, looking forward to this scott and uh while you guys are listening i uh, remember we are uh out there on itunes and spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast these days exactly um shoot us a, a dm on our uh instagram rsm underscore students and and let us know what you're dealing with uh in this time of quarantine and yeah whatever we, we'd love to we'd love to hear from you guys and uh just talk about some relevant things so yeah guys. hey enjoy the interview and uh talk to you later so we are uh happy uh today to be joined um by a special guest uh leanna todd who is a senior at uh at spain park high school here in hoover alabama um leanna just man welcome to the podcast what a day
1: thank you scott (laughs) glad to be here
0: yeah so we were thinking about like who we uh wanted to have on first Uh, leanna was an obvious choice um not (laughs) only just hey not only just because you're a senior But because there's a lot of things about you that are unique and and really kind of separate you from what I would call your contemporaries. Some of the ways that you believe, not believe like in God, but some of the ways that you carry yourself in life I find incredibly interesting. So um, first off, just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, like what you do, kind of maybe some future plans, uh, where you're going to school next year, what you want to do in your life.
1: Okay, so um, next year I plan to attend the University of Alabama and um, I'm going to study mechanical engineering, and yeah, that's what I'm Yeah, study that's studying mechanical engineering. A, Why me-
0: mechanical engineering?
1: Because I like it, and it's interesting.
0: What does a mechanical engineer do?
1: Um, not really sure.
2: Okay. She's in engineering academy right now, though. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm in an engineering academy, and I like whatever we do there, so.
0: Well, what's like something that you've engineered in Engineering Academy in the past year that I would find interesting?
1: Um, I did a 3D printing project and right now I'm working on a project to, um, it's a virtual tour of our school and yeah.
0: A virtual tour of Spain Park? Yeah. Wow. Go Jags. So let me ask you this.
1: So anyone can take a tour. Let me ask another. you this
0: question. Like, how in-depth is this tour? Like, if you go through the athletic department, will my picture be there in your virtual tour? Because um, it should be.
1: It might make an appearance. I think it should. I don't know that it's in the tour right now.
0: I think that anyone that virtually looks at Spain Park should know, like, where the legends are. and. Uh,
1: I think that picture is a little bit hidden in a back hallway
0: yeah okay um, well maybe it so. is but the fact that it's been there since like 2006 number one is hilarious number two it's <laughs> funny that like my picture is by some people that actually did something and i just went on to be a normal b-minus student at auburn university afterwards but that's neither here nor there but um
1: granny is so, currently taking pictures of us recording yeah she's big into that it was she's just big into so, taking i to pictures. document my memories oh, okay
0: I don't, and this is like one of the things where I'm like very different from the person I've chosen to be with for the rest of my life, who also likes to not only document everything but likes to keep that documentation for an excessively long time.
2: I'm the same way.
0: I don't really take a lot of pictures of anything, even though one thing I did take a picture of, and you'll appreciate this uh, today when I was in the drive-through line at Chick-fil-A. Right here on 150, I took a picture of the guy that's standing outside the window. So you got the window, then you got a human being standing in between the window and your car, and he takes the bag from the window and gives it to you. And I took a picture of him because I don't really understand what the point of his existence is.
1: Yeah. I I don't
2: like the new Chick-fil-A drive through system where you have to see three different people.
0: I don't either.
1: Yeah, I've experienced that before. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. I'm just... I just uh, appreciated the fact that you don't have to pull really close to the window. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's like the overall point of it, but it, it it feels like, it's like, all right, you guys got too many employees, maybe, which I'm glad <laughs> they're employing a lot of people. That's wonderful. But I order from one human being, swipe my card. I roll around. I talk to another human being that offers me a receipt. I come around again, and then there's this other human being that's just kind of staying there awkwardly, and literally his whole job, is grabbing the food from the window which historically that window's not that far. We've been it's able to not. do this forever. This is an easy transaction. I'm doing you can't see what I'm doing in my hand, but I'm I'm making the easy transaction. But now there's this middle guy. This is another and if you have to wait like 30 seconds, you got to talk to him cuz that's all his entire job is just standing there.
2: Well, and they like each person says your name. Which I just don't like. I and don't it's like it's either. probably because when I'm going through the drive thru, it's because I don't want human interaction and this is giving me entirely too much.
0: Yeah, Chick fil A's mm-hmm. bad about that. I like the McDonalds experience where it's just yeah. sort of
2: Someone in a bad mood. Someone in a bad
0: mood. They take your order, they give you the number of how much it costs. Sometimes they don't even do that. And so it's like a guessing game, kind of a choose your own adventure thing when you go to McDonalds and then you come around and then just mm-hmm. give you your food and, and maybe don't even look you in the eye. And and for me that's what I want. Yeah. That's what I want. I think that's why my personality is conducive for global outbreaks like the coronavirus. Like, stay away from people. Done. Well,
2: it's something like you'd rather have a, you know, the mix of the two. I'd like a Backyard Burger experience everywhere I go because they're genuinely happy. Yes. But it's not over the top.
0: They do it within limits. Backyard Burger, uh, many great locations in the Birmingham area, but the closest one here to the church, if you're looking for it, is on 31. Um, across the street from Publix Backyard Burger, open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Please go see our friends there. (laughs) But back to Leanna. So, um, what, you you told me before we started that you don't watch a lot, if any, television. Yeah. So, why is that? Because that's weird. Let's be honest. That's weird in kind of an American culture that you don't watch TV at all.
1: Yeah, so... Um, I've never really watched TV that much besides in the summer um, growing up, and I feel like um, part of the reason I don't watch TV now is that I was always playing a lot of sports growing up and always at practice, always playing outside doing something, and now um, that I don't do that, I tend to not find that that's a good use of my time to fill that um, time, that, like extra time that I have now.
0: Wow I'm kind of envious of you because I'll be honest with you. I still go home and watch episodes of the office that I've seen 800 million times <laughs> and I know I know that if we go into lockdown for the virus that that's all I'm going to do all day is eat beef ravioli and watch office episodes.
2: Why beef ravioli? So I've Why been is going through choice? I've been
0: going through a process of the past like few days of preparing for what may happen of trying different canned foods. And in, in, in order to if I have to stock up on canned foods to be ready and beef ravioli is delicious mm. um, <laughs> back to things that matter so you don't watch you don't watch television or whatever so how do you like how do you like fill your time because yeah if you're not watching TV then that leaves you a lot of hours to do
1: stuff so what do you do? yeah so a lot of my time is filled with reading or running or talking on the phone or texting people or doing my homework or hanging out with people and that feels like my whole day basically
2: I'll say this about Leanna she's one of the most like thoughtfully intentional people and so I, would, I could see that she has a lot of time on her hands because she writes letters a lot to people yes. I
1: do have um, several pen pals that I do like to keep in touch with Nice. so you know any free time I have I'm writing reading so
0: like, she's right, Brittany's right about the intentionality thing because like, you know, we've, I've received like two letters from you that, that I keep and all that other stuff and when I start feeling depressed, I read them. Um, <laughs> Same. But so, was that is that something that like your, your parents maybe instilled in you or is that just something that somewhere in your heart or in your brain you thought this is the type of person I wanna be, so I wanna do these things?
1: Um, I'm not really sure. I think part of it is I know that I like to receive letters, so part of that, like, writing other people letters comes from, um, wanting to make someone is day better, so I know that I like to receive letters, so I started writing other people letters. Wow. What would you say your love language is? Um, I don't know. <laughs>
2: What are the
0: options? Yeah,
1: what are, yeah. So
2: there's acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, and gifts.
0: Yeah.
2: Um I would say note you can like give love and receive love in two different ways. Like I receive love through quality time, but yeah. I would say that I give love through physical touch.
1: Um I would say I I would say my love language is probably words of affirmation. Yeah, I can see that. That's how you receive it? Yeah. And how I give it would be um what is it uh, acts of service. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more of that. a
0: gifts acts person. But you I give sh- gifts really well through, too. And they're
1: pretty thought gifts. out. Yeah. Well, that comes from my sister's love language. How she receives is gifts. Yeah. So I like. I'm I'll have to remember that this summer. I'm, I'm fluent in that. Language.
0: You're fluent in gifts.
1: Yeah. Nice. Fluent. <laughs> well How does done. Alex Todd receive gifts or receive love? Um, physical touch. Oh, loves I didn't a, know that. He loves a hug. Love that. Really? He Gives everyone a free hug for their birthday. Um, and yeah. So if this coronavirus
2: thing breaks out, he's not going to be able to give people love very much. Well. Well. Or
0: just receive. You just have to be or careful about it. Receive
1: and give, you know. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's it. So uh, you talked about reading. What are some well, like your favorite type of books to read?
1: Um, most of the books I read are written by people um, who are, like, sharing how they experience the presence of God in their life, hmm. and also just um, theologians sometimes. Wow, theologians. Um,
0: what are, like, some yeah. of your, uh, if you had the power rank, and I'm not going to give you a certain number to get, but, like, mm-hmm. what are some of your favorite more Christian books that you've read in the past couple years? Um,
1: so, last week, or no, I don't know when I read it. Um, one of the best books I've read is, um, Imperfect Disciple by, um, Jared C. Wilson. And, um... The next one would probably be uh It's not supposed to be this way. And then Is that Lisa Turkers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um Unseen by Sarah Hagerty. And then Right now I'm reading um The Pursuit of God by A. W. Tozer. So that's like a different wow. kind of yeah. narrative. Yeah. Um less of like experience and more uh I guess knowledge, yeah, based. So,
0: so what what is it out. that kind of like, um, you know, people read Christian books for different reasons. Like I mm-hmm. read them, and, and I don't really read as many like by pastors. I read more books by like theologians, and it's and it's mm-hmm. trying to like scratch this itch I have for you know intellectual knowledge about God. So mm-hmm. what what is it in you that kind of makes you want to read these texts like what is what is the main goal for you
1: well um for me like just like knowing the basis of our faith is to like know God so like we can't get to heaven without knowing him because Jesus will say never known you so for me you can't know someone without experiencing their presence or knowing what they're like so, like, you know someone by spending time with that person in their presence. Like, I know Brittany by hanging out with Brittany. So, for me, it's like, how do other people experience God's presence? And how do they come, how have they come to know Him? And, like, what do they know about Him to be true? And so, just like, reading more about that helps me uh, personally experience that and know God more, so that's like, for me, what I like.
0: Nice, nice, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, do you like, do you ever feel, because my assumption is that maybe a lot of your friends don't read in the same way that you do. Mm-hmm. Would that be a correct assumption?
1: Yes, I would think. That.
0: Does it, does like, do you, ever, do you ever find that, how you maybe select friends or hang out with people, um, or maybe not even that, but uh, like not having friends that are maybe on that same level of desire to like know these things does that ever cause I don't want to say conflict, but um, make things kind of interesting? Like you have a bunch of friends that are worried about who Pilot Pete's gonna pick, and you're reading A.W. Tozer. Does that yeah. ever make you feel like a fish out of water?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, sometimes I I just listen to whatever they have to say about Peter. I mean, oh, I mean that's cool too, I guess. <laughs> what a fool. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I listen, I, with, with shows like that it's really difficult sometimes to tell who the fool is. Um, I'm kind of embarrassed to be an Auburn fan right now in the aftermath of how the, the final happened. It just goes into kind of some of the stereotypes about what different SEC schools have and sometimes we just play right into those and that's what happened. Moral conviction is an important thing, but it's only important if you actually stick with it, but that's mm-hmm. neither here nor there. And by the way, uh, just as someone who's about to get married, and land, this is just some, some advice. Your in-laws matter, and uh, that's, that's going to be your family for the rest of your life. And so when choosing your significant other, their family and how their family interacts and how they treat each other is very important in knowing what the rest of your life will be like. So choose wisely.
1: Very true. Yeah. I will keep that in mind. Yes, you're when,
0: welcome for that. Well, I mean, uh, like if you could if you could say, maybe what is what is one thing uh, that people as if you're hearing like a bunch of little kids walking by the office right now, that's because <laughs> there are just a bunch of little kids walking by the office. Unfortunately, we don't have a, a really um, soundproof studio here at the church. There are other things that are more important, so we have very razor thin walls. But what's maybe one thing about you that People may not know. Maybe something you're passionate about. Uh, maybe something that's a hobby that uh, would maybe surprise people.
1: Um, I don't know if this would surprise anyone, but I really enjoy listening to music, like all the time, and finding new music and like the meaning behind songs. I love like looking oh, wow. up why each artist like wrote what they wrote down and um, She's made me quite a few playlists actually Yeah a few um, I really like enjoy like learning the story behind each song and like what that artist was feeling when they wrote the words down rather than just like listening to the sounds so wow. yeah.
0: So you seem to be based on what you said about music based on what you said about why you read Christian books and all that stuff mm-hmm. you seem to have this even maybe even going into the engineering thing, I'm going to make a, a statement about You can tell me if it's true or not. You seem to be really big into trying to answer the questions why.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: all right, why why Christianity? Why did this person write this music? What does it mean? You seem to mm-hmm. be a very inquisitive person. Has that always been in your personality just from, like, day one? Or is that kind of a over the past couple of years of maturing?
1: Yeah, I think it's always kind of been a part of me. Um, even just, like, Growing up, I always wanted to know, like, why the rules were, what they were. I always wanted to know, um, I guess, like, why, even in sports, like, why would you um, do this on a certain basketball play or why would um, you throw here on softball play or whatever it be. Um, I just, like, always enjoyed, like, the why behind things. And um, sometimes I got in trouble because I'd ask why too much, but, you know. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, as we all do. So, I mean, I guess the only thing left is, I mean, do you have any questions for us?
1: Um, why do you do what you do?
0: Brittany, you go first, because <laughs> I, I have to rethink my answer every day.
2: Yeah, same. I think for me, when I look at youth ministry as a whole, it's not necessarily, like, the big events or the you know, cleaning up chairs and things after an event that does it for me and makes me, like, want to stay in ministry. It's seeing, like, students like you growing in their faith and seeing people long to grow in their faith and being able to walk alongside them in that journey. That's kind of what keeps me doing what I do.
0: I think for me, like, the whole thing has, like, changed over the years. I think it kind of used to be, like, there was this level of enjoyment um, from it, like, a liked. uh a lot of it and I mean I still I still do but I think the the aspect of it in my brain that has changed over the past couple of years which made me more kind of in tune with even if it's not as a full-time minister I feel like this is something that I'll be doing for the rest of my life and something I feel called to do is because I think the stakes of it like I believe that knowing Jesus is the most important thing in anyone's life and, and I feel compelled to, um, to make sure as many people know about that as physically possible. And right now that happens at a church. Does't mean it's always going to happen at a church. And so I, I think like I've sort of honed in my quote unquote, calling to that. and just right now that takes place in a youth st- in a youth context, but it doesn't mean it's gonna always be that way. Like I don't think it will always be that way. Um, I think there's some people who can be youth ministers for 20 or 30 years and I'm not one of them um, but so th- I think that's why I think it's because of the the mission that I feel is at hand how and to be honest I've become more attracted to it because the mission has gotten so much harder over the past like handful of years with increasing technology increases in people that, that are very anti-church and, and don't really care about religion and, and Faith and all that. I think because the mission field has become so much more difficult in this country, and because education and intellectual knowledge has become more important, and being able to argue—or maybe not argue, but but know what you believe and why—has become more important. I think that's made it more attractive. It's almost more like an academic discipline now um, than it used to be.
1: Um,
0: so I think that's why. It's
1: very interesting.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well. Thanks. <laughs> Leanna, we want to we want to thank you uh, for joining us here on the podcast. I think that um, people will find a lot of the things that you believe to be uh, very boomer like, maybe very boomer like. Mm. Yeah, you were okay, okay, boomer. boomer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were you were unlike many of your contemporaries who will walk in here. But I think that's I think that's cool, and I think that's important. So we thank you for being here. We're very uh, blessed to have you. Part of it, if you're a youth out there and you want to talk to someone that's probably smarter than you, come see Leanna.
1: Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Thanks for having me on here. (laughs) Yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: You make us very proud.
0: So proud.